Hey, what's up, everybody? Nick here with Walk-Ins Welcome. You are listening to us again on another Wednesday. We're excited to have you. We're all about helping you triple your revenue through exceptional patient experience and amazing digital marketing online. That's what our podcast is all about. Again, I'm Nick. I got Michael here. What is up, my brother? Hello. We are still in January. Still in January. Still in an unset up studio. Still in an unset up office. <laughs> and I'm about to pull what what hair I have left out because I want it to look good. You know, yeah. you know how it goes, man. Things take time too. Yeah. But so, talking about time, we're time. going to talk about budgets today. I don't know how you made a time to budget, but that's, well, okay. you know, you have that. to budget your time. Yeah. That's and you got to budget your money. Right. And time is money. That's how it all connected. Anyway, uh, I see where you went with that. I tried. Okay. Good job. So, but, but here we are beginning of the year, right? So if you're listening to this, if you're, if you're one of our lovely active listeners, especially the ones that send us emails, that means it's probably January um, or maybe you've caught up in February. So it's the beginning of the year. What does that mean? Planning. So chance, most people say, oh, I planned in December for 2024. You probably didn't. <laughs> You're probably like, oh, how did we do last year? You still don't know. Like for some of you, I've never understood that. You have all these accounting people that don't know how the year prior went until like February. That's right. I've never understood that. But um because our accounting person, Kim, she's like, I'll let you know immediately. Like, she's awesome. But anyway, so what are we talking about today? Budgets, budget, budget, budget. So we have like real data here. We're not just pulling stuff out of our butts on this one. Like, right. it's straight up, we have a actually planning sheet too. So if you guys have interest, we're going to be working through a planning sheet that we've developed. Happy to give away. So if you're like listening, like, actually, can I have that? Absolutely. Just send us an email. We'll send it to you. We'll send you a copy of it. It is a Google sheet which means if you're a big old Excel person, you can still download it into an Excel file and then play with it. But there's actual formulas in here and all the things. But all that being said, we're going to paint a picture, right? Let's paint a picture of a pretty healthy urgent care from a financial standpoint. Right. Our view of healthy in this scenario would be about one and a half million dollars a year in revenue. Right. So if you are listening right now and you float around that area, we're about to give you some numbers that could be super uh, informative to you. Um, if you don't know how much you make as at an urgent care, that's a problem. We can't help you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're going to have to go back and dig into your numbers a little bit for that. Yeah. So, well, so when we say revenue, of course, we're meaning top line number, right? So like the actual money that came in, not the money that stayed in the company. Not, not your net. Not your, your net. Your gross. But the gross that actually came in, dollar amounts that came in, and actually made it to your books, not that's currently billed out and has been paid yet. So right. if you're in 2024 and 2023, how much revenue did you bring in? So we're going to say for this scenario, 1.5 million. So let's, let's set the table a little bit here. Here's what we know. We've worked with tons of urgent cares. We've been doing it for years now. And what we know is on average, on average, a peak performing clinic can bring in somewhere between 2.8 and $3 million a year. That's 60 patients a day if you're open up six days a week. And that's an average of $220, $220 yeah. of value per patient per visit. Yeah. Okay. So that's the data that we're going to be working off of. And again, if you're in Birmingham, Alabama versus, you know, LA versus Chicago versus Mississippi. Like I'm using an average and we've been able to work with this all over the country with all of the urgent cares that we've, that we've worked with over the years. Right. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do today is just kind of talk about how to allocate those marketing dollars, percentages, timeframe rollouts, 
And this budget worksheet is one that we go over in detail in our webinars. If you haven't caught one of our webinars, I highly recommend you do it. It's not an hour and a half long sales pitch. We're working with you, showing you how to do things. Yeah, this, is, even, this is like a taste of what a webinar would be. Well, this will be on our upcoming webinar yeah. that probably happened after you're hearing this episode. But with that being said, uh, you can go back and listen to that and you can see the walkthrough that we did most yep. likely with somebody in real time with their business. Yep, yep, yep. But we're going to build this off of an annual projected revenue of $1.5 million. And we're going to do it off of a marketing budget of 8%. Okay. So, so 1.5 million, 8% marketing budget. So which should be noted, we're not asking for the 10% that the world says the standard. Yeah. 10% typically is a standard marketing budget. A lot of people, to be honest with you, aren't even doing 5%. Yeah. They're like doing 2%. But if you, if you are a, if you are a healthy minded business owner that understands that marketing is a part of your strategy, I think I meet you in the middle and we're going to say 8%. Yeah. And then this is the idea that you, you're not only, this is something we learned with urgent cares uh, because loyalty is a challenge in urgent cares. Yes. And so, and people just don't think, and they, they just, they're looking for convenience. And so we, we recognize that majority of your patients coming in aren't necessarily repeat patients. These are a lot of new, and that means marketing is, I mean, the central part of this, whether right. you like it or not, but at 8% though, we're not being, you know, trying to pull too much out of you. So, but so 8% of 1.5 million is $120,000 a year. Now, so just so that we have fun for just a second, I'm going to do this real quick. Let's change that to five. $75,000 so a year. If, you, if you're one of the normal people out there, you're spending 5%, it's 75,000 a year in budget at a 1.5 million projected annual revenue. Let's yeah. do it. What the world tells you. Yeah, ten percent one one uh, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So we're we're splitting the difference, right? Yeah, I'm so going to go back to eight hundred twenty thousand, right? A year, which is ten thousand a month, and we'll go through this. But we're not just saying that ten thousand dollars is pushed onto a marketing piece. No, right? we're gonna we're gonna we're actually gonna break, break that her down. down for you. We yeah. want to show you how this money works because, um, you know, the best thing that we can give you is information. Information is power whenever you're trying to make decisions, especially mm -hmm. for your online marketing. Here's the thing. We know that you're a good doctor. We know that you're a good clinic manager. We know that you know how to take care of your patients. But we also know that you probably don't know as much about marketing uh, as you would like to and how to allocate those budgets. I, th right? so, I think the one thing that most doctors are good or urgent cares are good out in terms of marketing, they get reviews, mm -hmm. good and bad, but they get a volume of them. Um, and then you guys are very good about making sure you have a very pretty sign on your front door or on your building. And let me just tell you, 100% agree with the money that you invested in that. Oh, we, we yeah. recognize we're in digital, but we fully recognize that that drive-by traffic is real Yep. because in the urgent care world, it's like, Oh, I'm sick. There's somebody Yep. and turn We even have a client that they don't even brand themselves. They just slap up urgent care, all red letters. Cause they recognize that's what people are looking for. That's what people are looking for that the right location. So you have your, you have your physical real estate and you have your digital real estate. Yep, yep. Um, but from that physical real estate, investing in a good sign. Uh, I have a friend of mine that does signage. Yeah. Right. Literally called signage. Um, that's the name of the company, but I, I love his, his motto is, a uh, bad sign is a sign of bad business. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah. And that, something just going on that for a second. Uh, I remember one of my, uh, I had a retail marketing class at UAB. Now it's been 12 years ago. Okay. 15 years ago. A long time ago. But 
he was real fascinating. So the, the teacher was, uh, or professor, he wasn't like your typical professor. He ran a uh, grocery distribution company. And so like his biggest uh, grocery stores were Kroger. Right. And he purposely bought up a bunch of distribution companies to sell himself because he saw Walmart grocery coming. He's like, I can't compete with that. And so right. he built up, sold out and got out. Okay. But talking about sign a bad business. He told us in the class, he said, because he's walked into so many grocery stores over the years, he said, you can see bad cash flow in a grocery store or any retail if you look up. Oh, the lights are out? If lights are out. (laughs) That makes total sense. They're not fixing them because they can't afford to. Yeah. And it's good enough, right? Because if you think about that, if you go into a Walmart, have you ever looked at how many lights there are in a Walmart? It's a good point. It's funny that you mentioned that because I I walked into a Piggly Wiggly. Now, just so that we're clear, that Piggly Wiggly is a great brand. I don't need hate mail, okay? That's not what I mean. And that loyal customer. This particular Piggly Wiggly, though, was an independently owned one, and it wasn't corporate. And I am now thinking like the flickering light when I was in the meat section (laughs) <laughs> and, and I'm just all of a sudden I'm walking. It's being rebuilt, by the way. Okay, that's probably rebuilt. part of it. Yeah, so that, so that could be a thing too, because my father-in-law is a builder and he's trying to get this job anyway. Uh, so I'm in there. So they little, probably quit caring about it. They probably did. They probably did. But <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that though, because I'm seeing a flickering light over here. I'm seeing some white lights that have been replaced and the old yellow dingy ones yeah, that, yeah, are, yeah. that are the next style over. You're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in a horror movie. Well, <laughs> speaking of horror movies, Courtney uh, was in Target the other day and all the lights went out. Okay, that's a horror movie. And it, for like 10, 15 seconds and there were no emergency lights. Or a really good one for back in the 80s when they sh- – <laughs> anyway. We got it. distracted here. But all that being said, like uh, the sign of bad business, just as a side note, people – the way your your building looks, the way it feels on the inside, that's really part of marketing too. Because right. you gotta give them a good experience. And if they walk in, it's like this feels kind of it's like going to a restaurant. Does it feel dirty? You probably just gonna turn right back around. Right. So and because you know you don't have like you know in a, in a restaurant you have the clean uh, rating right that people right. have written up. You know, oh, it's a ninety eight. I feel pretty good. Right. We don't really have that in urgent care. Hmm, they have a seventy five on their healthcare report. So that's mm. not what you see. But um, anyway, all that being said, wouldn't like, that be funny if they rated? every business the way they rate food restaurants <laughs> i get it though that's my food i'm putting it in me there you go yeah exactly well they put shots in you i guess um anyway so talking about signage that's part of the marketing piece chances are if you have a great sign you did that at the very beginning of your business and it may just be everything's fine so this budget may not be reflective of that sign right because you probably already have one but we're going to be breaking it down from online marketing Mm-hmm. Offline marketing, what is offline? Things that aren't on the web. That's right. That could be events. That could be handouts. That could be sponsorships, all the things. Right. Uh, that could just be uh, the thing that you give somebody every single time they come check out and maybe a sucker. Like it's all a bag of suckers for your children, uh, patients, child, uh, pediatric type patients. Like that's technically marketing. That's right. Uh, and then the uh, final piece is the agency, which is us or an in-house employee. That's real. So we're going to go through all that and kind of give you the numbers on that. And then this, and this isn't us just trying to promote us. This is like reality. Yeah. You need to know this for anywhere in anyone, anywhere in the nation. Yeah. yeah. You're going to want to know these breakdowns that we've come across because we've averaged it across so many. So let's get rolling in here. And we've seen it in action. We're building it off 1.5 million at 8%, $120,000 total annual marketing budget. Average monthly budget is $10,000 a month. All right, here's the breakdown that we put together for you. Again, with the spreadsheet that if you just send us hello at patientcaremarketingpros.com, 
We'll send you a link to where you can make a copy of this so that you can plug in your own data, which I highly recommend. But we're going to split it into, into three pieces that you already talked about. So the first 50% of your marketing budget is going to be an online marketing, digital marketing. That's not us. That That's that's website, SEO, paid ads, Google ads, Facebook ads, TikTok ads, that's whatever like, it is that you're running. That's ads like the online. actual platforms themselves Correct. and all that stuff. So like when we, because the, the agency employs a separate fee, right? At least right. in our world. And it is, uh, should be. Yeah. And so like the 60,000, well, that sounds like a lot of money, but you know, it's 5,000 a month of ad spend essentially. That's right. Which when you look at it that way, if you're on Google, like Google ads and Facebook or any type of social $2,500 to Google ads is actually super common. Right, so, right, right. um, and it all depends on your goals, but yeah, so 60 grand of that 120. So half of, uh, half of it right off the bat for online. Second allocation is going to be to your, uh, offline marketing. This is going to be your beating the streets. This is going to be your mailers. This is going to be your, your billboard television, radio print, however you want to do that. Right. So, um, in the world we live in today, I put it at 20%. It doesn't need to be a massive part of your budget, but I do think it still plays an important role in community. Yeah. Community marketing, branding, that kind of stuff. And we'll break, we'll break into what some of that looks like. Um, and then finally, the last 30% is going to go towards your overhead. That's going to be uh, whether or not you're paying a digital marketing agency or a marketing agency of some type, yep. uh, or whether or not you have one employee or two employees or whatever. The funny part about this is this budget's constantly going to adjust based on the size of your total marketing budget. Yeah. Right? Yep. So it could be more or less. The less money you spend on your marketing, the bigger percentage your agency or your employee is going to become. Yeah. The more money that you're spending on your digital marketing, the less your agency or employee percentage should be. So let's just say for a second that you had a $15,000 a month budget. Really, you should change your numbers to where that agency reflects a smaller or that employee reflects a smaller amount of budget yep. toward that overhead. Yeah, because that ad spend and stuff, that's a volume game at that point. It is. Once you have it dialed in. And, and this is one thing that we really enjoy about Google ads. Once it's dialed in, it's like, how far can I turn the dial? That's right. Uh, and that's where the ad spend becomes a big deal. But so anyway, so the agency employee, we're saying 30%, which is $36,000 a year, which is $3,000 a month. Right. Now the question to you, can you hire an employee in-house to do this for $36,000 a year? Yes, asterisk. Um, yes, in your eyes, maybe. But we know. <laughs> that's what we pay our entry-level employees. Basically, I, I don't even mind throwing it out there. We're transparent in what we do. We we have we have assistance and and uh, really just marketing assistance or SEO assistance. Then we have our specialist. Then mm -hmm. we have our management. Yeah, yeah, right. And so that's the tiers that we have. And of course, and then you get into like VPs and owners and all that kind of stuff. But that's not the point. So that's an entry level position. Well, so then the question really has to come into play. Do you want, you have to make this decision, y'all. I'm not mad at you either way. It's going to sound like an agency pitch. Just put that out of your mind for a second, okay? You have to decide at 36000 do I want an entry-level person to handle all of my digital marketing or do I want to take that same money and invest in an agency that is an expert in all of the areas that they say they're experts in, mm -hmm. right? Can they design my website, fulfill my search engine optimization, fulfill my Google ads, post for me regularly on our social media, trained, educated. This is all they do every day for, for about 36,000 a year. Yeah. Or do I want an entry level person? This is the things that you have to think about. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and so here's the thing. So I know I've 
just about finished a $100 million leads book. Such a good book by Alex Hermosi. Yeah, Alex Hermosi. If you're curious on how to build a business, now he is definitely a digital focus on just about everything he talks about. Sure. Uh, but he has an entire section about how to get rid of your agency. Like, yeah. And so I was listening through that. And, and I kind of like that too, by the way, just as an agency owner, I like the thought process behind it. Yeah. Anyway. So the, the thought process is like you bring on and you have to like find the agencies that are willing to do this, where they educate you guys a little, the customer on what's going on, but you be upfront with them. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. So, cause I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to be stuck paying an agency the rest of the life of my business for marketing. Why can't I do it myself? Okay. So you could, right? Cause I mean, we have quite a few clients over time that have grown and they're like, Hey, we're taking it in house. Cause we've gotten to a point where we can bring it in house able to hire the talent that we want to hire and they're going to focus on us. That's great. We've had that happen to us. We get it. Ultimately, I mean, that's what we want in some ways where they've grown so much that they don't need us. We did our job. So, cause the opposite is where they, we keep doing our job, but they're not growing. That's right. a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so like you, so to keep that in mind, like you were going to hire an agency and then you're like, well, I want to get out of the agency world at some point and well, great. Follow along on the best practices and what's working. Just ask questions and see what happens. And then if you're transparent with the agency, like if you're transparent with us, that's the goal. It's better to know that than right. like, are you trying to steal our stuff? Because <laughs> that's the thought process sometimes. It is. Um, but the, if at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what makes sense for you? So, And just to kind of put it in perspective, like, okay, I want to go in-house. I want to hire somebody. 36000 is an entry-level position. We recognize that. But what does like a high end person look like? High end person's probably over a hundred grand. Yeah. So let's. I mean, can I? He's going to click on. I mean, you're looking. You're looking at eighty percent. Eighty percent of that budget would be for a dedicated marketing person. And here's the thing that we've learned: majority of those marketing people can do three of the five things pretty well, and they just don't have time for the other things. Right. It depends on how you set them up for success or not. Sometimes you say, "Here, take it and run with it. I'm paying you a bunch of money. You'll figure it out." doesn't work out, but we've had uh, actual marketing managers on this podcast from urgent cares and things. And, the, and you know, you can tell like the, the ones that know their stuff, like we don't bring people on. I don't know much. Like they know their things and they're bringing things to the table and they're probably, and they're not managing a single location. Well, I was going to say, I'm about to frustrate our audience right now who has this mentality of we're going to bring it in house, right? Yeah. Here, here's what happens. They bring it in house and they hire a marketing manager and that marketing manager then turns right around and outsources it right back to the people who are experts. At that point, really, you're not replacing us with a marketing manager. You're replacing yourself with a marketing manager. Yeah, that's true. That That's the truth of it. Now, instead of you having all of the conversations with your agency, you have a marketing manager who is holding accountable the agency, making sure that information is flowing both directions, making Make sure, sure that everything's being executed. Quality properly. is there and everything. So, so you're hiring internal representation. Right. And I think those who understand that way, way exceed their value. Yeah. Right. Because the ones who come in to say, we're going to replace our agency or, or whatever with this one person who does all of these 10 things. And then a year later, that person's gone. (laughs) They're they're lying to themselves is the problem. And I'm not mad at you. You got to do what you got to do for your business. But let's keep going because I'll sit here and talk about this. And that's something good to know because I think uh, I don't know of a single uh, marketing manager we've talked to that didn't outsource, even if they were looking at us, but like they, oh, we outsource the video or we outsource this or we outsource because we could focus on the, the bigger picture. What, what I found is they're all really good at SEO, but like not good at any of the rest of it. 
Yeah, or, or they outsource the rest of it. Because you can't be good at all of those things. Yeah, I mean, scale. you're not, and you're the marketer. I know. I'm good at Facebook ads. <laughs> like, that's where you start, right? And arguably okay at running a business. <laughs> you even need help in that. All right, I want to keep going with this marketing ad spin. We're already 20 minutes in. So, all right, I, I, I've made the case about 30% for either going toward an agency fee or going toward a full-time employee entry level at that rate. But now let's talk about that split. 50% remaining going to online marketing, 20% going to offline marketing. Here's your online marketing, all right? I said online and offline. I meant online and offline. I said it right. Okay. So now you're looking at a breakdown from each month. If I just kept all things equal, you're looking at 8.33% spread equally. Yeah. I don't think it updated properly on the sheet. I'll have to figure that out. But Oh, it did. It's just spread equally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the 8.33 to, it, it multiplied by 12 would be what, 100%? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, all right. That would be in your online marketing. That would be a monthly budget of $5,000. For online. For online marketing, Facebook, website, all of that. That's not going to be the way it plays out, okay? We all know in the summer months you slow way down. And we all know during flu season. You, you pick back up, yeah. right? So if I'm doing this, I'm going to have – an increased budget probably in the fall and winter months. And I'm going to have definitely a decreased mu- uh, budget in the, in the hot summer months. Right. But Nick. Okay. Tell me if it's during the flu season, I don't need marketing. They're just going to show up. Tell all your other competitors who are spending <laughs> ad dollars during those months that. Cause at that, just right? and the reason I say that people forget you have to now, because COVID is in the past. Yep. It's not a uh, supply issue anymore. That's, that's Lots right. of supply out there now for urgent care. Your your free government advertising is over. So now now you're competing. So during the heavy month, uh, if you're if you're not convinced by it, what in the world do you think happens in December and January for all these gym ads that show up? They're all competing against each but, other. But Michael, they'll just show up because they're all building New Year's resolutions. No, they're going to go to the lot. You know, one of my favorite stories in the world <laughs> is, is the rocket mortgage story. I was in a networking group one time, Michael. I've probably told you this. And man, did I piss this guy off. All right. Because I've been in marketing and advertising. Um, so Mike stands up, talks about how much he hates rocket mortgage and and why he can't get any mortgages sold and and why Rocket Mortgage just takes all of his business and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I remember standing up when it was my turn to talk. And I was like, I know these people. I'm not being rude to a stranger. Okay, I know everybody in this group. Yeah. And I said, do you know, Mike, while you're getting smoked by Rocket Mortgage, they're spending money and you're not. Yeah. Period. They're louder than you. So if you're listening to me right now, urgent care owners, listen up to me. Are you ready? Look me in the eyeballs. I got you right here. Okay. If you're not winning in your market and all of your competitors are getting business, they're spending more money than you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Well, and that's the, that is something an urgent care has to fight with too, because uh, urgent cares aren't necessarily a brand that people fall in love with mm-hmm. that can live off of that brand, that brand equity. Right. Right. Because I mean, arguably one of the largest uh, urgent cares in the country is American Family Care, right? It's pretty brand equity is a thing for them to a degree, right? But it's not like people are flocking and loving and wearing AFC logo stuff like that. They had to build and buy their way into that over time, and they're still spending money, because and they haven't arrived yet. They are, they they're that. still spending money. Yep. They're still building reputation and brand, it, and and arguably they're one of the largest ones. And they're still doing. If the largest one in the game that literally has a location every single state 
uh, I think, close to it. Um, if they're still spending money pretty well, that means you got you got to be in the mix. Hey, I like American Family Care. Yeah. By the way, they're they, good they've people. been on the they're, podcast. They're good people. We love them. <laughs> um, you're not going to outspend them. Okay, you're just not. But keep in mind that their budget is spread over like three thousand locations. You can hyper focus your budget, and if you take a magnifying glass and you focus that sunlight, you're going to burn a hole in it. And, and that's something too, because we know? get we get that conversation a lot. Hey, I'm I've been told I need to spend ten to twenty thousand dollars on Google Ads a month. And we're like, yeah, how many locations? One? No, just just no. <laughs> yes, you don't need that. I mean, we're we're doing amazing things with a seven hundred and fifty dollar ad spend budget with one of our clients, and they're getting two to three hundred patients a month off of that. So it's crazy. Anyway, all right. Again, there's so many factors that go into that, but uh, I want to keep going with this thought process of of making sure that your budget allocation, yeah, it's eight point three three percent or five thousand dollars a month in your online marketing budget, but you could need a website one month, and that's going to affect your online marketing. You could need. Uh, a lot of ads during the winter months and you need to slow down your summer months. I'm not telling you to spend more money. I'm telling you to allocate your budget properly at the right time, the right ad at the right time. There you go. Um, offline marketing because of time. I want to talk about this for, I think you should allocate budget to this. And I think it looks a lot like grassroots marketing. I'm not even talking about billboard right now. We had a, we had an interview on here and I was just fired up. by what uh, I heard the right? water bottle. Yeah. They go, I mean, they go out and they sponsor kids like Sports. track and fields events. Yeah. And sports, and they give away like bottles that are branded, yeah. water bottles that are branded for them. There's they, so many cool things. They weren't just buying the baseball field billboard right. on the back of the field that everybody buys for a hundred dollars. That's right. It's they awesome, were, but yeah, yep, it, yeah. And they they were actually like, hey, let's be a little bit of, uh, inventive here, right? Change right. things or innovative, and like a water bottle with our logo on it. So mm -hmm. obviously. The school didn't provide that. They had to provide the water. They had to get the water bottles. Like, like there was a process there. Right. But now, and then they included an offer. God, offers are still a thing. I, I think just roll the piece of paper right in that water bottle. Pull it out. Look at the offer. Put a scan code on it. Yeah. It, it, yeah anyway. And then if you want to take a step further, move to sports bottles. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, because sports bottle, they may just keep that thing for a long time. The better you spend in your swag, your merchandise, whatever it is, the more likely it is to be used. Yeah. All right. I've got a Yeti cup in there that I use because I like it. It's sturdy. It's got a logo on it, but I don't care about that because it's a really good cup. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would even think, what if you gave away like first aid kits, their logos, right? I think that's awesome. Oh, or, um, that was one thing I, what was, I, I'll remember at some point, but I was, Part of the Addiction Prevention Coalition, blah, blah, blah. And they were giving away the, um, oh, what do you call them? It's basically, it helps when somebody's starting to OD. It's a drug, like a shot thing. Anyway, I don't know, man. I'm not in drugs. I, I no can't idea. remember. I, people are listening like, oh, that's that. I, Is it the thing that you crack and put in their nose and it wakes them up? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Uh, whatever it's called. Anyway, it was it was branded, though, like the caring for and everything. Okay. So it's kind of like that that whatever logo helps mm -hmm. save my friend's life mentality behind it. So, um, but anyway, at the end of the day, uh, it's gotta be quality stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not. And, and yes, pins still work. Pins still work. If People hang on. Good, good pins. Good pins. <laughs> good pins work. I will write with a good pen and I will keep it and I will tell everybody, look, man, these guys bought a baller pen and I love it. Or stress balls or whatever. Well, we like, have one. We're going to have a guest on our, our episode from car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's got the best pen I've ever had and I use it all the time. And I'm sitting here talking on a podcast that has nothing to do with them. Car 
uh, which they, they do relocation and stuff like that. They're anyway. commercial real estate stuff. But, uh, and then like when we went to the UCA thing last year, mm-hmm. we had the number, you guys, you, you urgent care people fell in love with our syringe pins. Yeah. That's coming back for 2024. <laughs> Y'all love the, you're like, this is really cool. And we're like, yeah. and I'm thinking, myself, I used one of these 10 years ago, right? but it's new to you guys. That's right. great. I love it. But imagine that your little syringe pin koozies suck unless it's a slab koozie. Yeah. And everybody wants one and everybody uses it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's offline marketing. Yeah, that's and, offline. and we are right. deep in this uh, episode at this point, but, uh, but th- that's the ideas behind it. We're not an offline marketing company. Like we don't have swag and all that stuff that we can place orders for you. Um, but, but chances are you have a local rep that probably can. Well, I mean, if there's a billboard hanging up overneath your urgent care, go ahead and pay for the billboard and get your name up there. That's more real estate drive-by real estate that you're going to get before your competitor does in Memphis. There's a gym gold's gym or whatever it is now because gold's went out or whatever. But in that gym, it's a big, beautiful gym, mm-hmm. right? Right in their parking lot is a billboard, and their competitor is running an ad in their parking lot, Ooh. inside their parking lot. And I'm going, are they, you're stupid. You should have bought it. Are, are they? Uh, are they like being very aggressive and saying, oh, we're, yeah. we're we're eighteen dollars a month instead of nineteen? They have like an arrow pointing at it. <laughs> Don't make this mistake. Like it's fantastic. <laughs> and I'm over here going, y'all suck. And then you know the yeah. and then the billboard people are probably getting the call from that. What do you do? What you want to buy them out because <laughs> they yeah. bought a year, triple, tri- triple the price. Yeah, exactly. Right? So to me, that's fantastic. I think it's genius. Um, but what I'm trying to tell you is, if there's a billboard. McDonald's may have it today, but your competitor's looking at it, hoping that it opens up. So yeah. anyway, um, so find the, uh, you know, the billboard, the, the postcards that go out during um, back to school season for sports physicals and all these different kinds of things. That's good offline marketing. And right? as a side note, online marketing, we can't target schools anyway. <laughs> exactly. Well, so. kind of, I don't know, man, they're talking about, like you can walk into a school and ask for an insert to be put in their binders for when they go home. Oh, now that I'm okay with, but I'm talking about like our digital stuff. Oh, I can't wrap a school. We, we so. can't wrap schools. So we right. can't like go after a school specifically. Offline's a big deal at that point. Well, look, this episode's getting long in the two. So I just want to make sure one that you have access to a budget planning worksheet. If you want it, hello at patientcaremarketingpros.com. We will send you a copy of this and you can plug your own numbers in. You can put in your own goals, your own revenue numbers and hit up one of our uh, webinars because we really like to use these tools and help people in real time, put in their budgets. And I'd like to actually know from the audience, what was your revenue and how much did you spend on marketing? I want to know, like, are you staying in that same world that we're comfortable? We understand. All right. Are you way up or way high or what is it? And where does it go? I love to hear that from you guys. I just want to hear it because we're pulling from the pool of information from our actual clients that we've talked to and had conversations around. But I'm curious to the public that's out there listening. What are y'all spending right now? Right. So hello at patientcaremarketingpros.com. And think about your budget as it is today. All right. Think about your annual revenue. All right. And where do you want to go? Yeah. All right. So uh, we're, we didn't get around to it like cost per acquisition. Um, I will click over here, though, and talk about what, what we've known is it's around $40 cost per acquisition for paid ads. All right. $55 of it's telehealth. That's actually harder. Vaccinations, vaccinations are super easy. It's $25 cost per acquisition. Um, the only thing is, is like, it's a way lower margin, right? Mm-hmm. So $25 is a lot. Um, 
so the blended average here is is somewhere between twenty three to thirty dollars cost per acquisition per patient when it's being done properly on yeah. on um, the online marketing side of because because we, we know like that's an average but we have a couple of clients that are like eight dollars per acquisition right they, they get down there so right. this is taking some highs and lows and mixed in right. all right guys thank y'all again for taking a listen we went long on this one but we're talking money so yep. gotta talk about the right way but uh. Please let us know. Please leave us a review. Uh, please follow us on Spotify, uh, specifically Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We love getting those reviews. That's super helpful to us. We're actually moving up in the rankings. We'll take that. But uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a great week. Bye.